What's happening guys, welcome to another episode of Chester Radio, thank you for tuning in. This episode is sponsored by Gasoline, as you can see, another sponsored episode, third sponsored episode ever, so that's pretty dope. Thanks Gasoline Denim for the best tight fit jeans and oversized tees. Asad, you've got a few Gasoline items there. Yeah, I've got two two pairs of the, the jeans, the blue and the black, probably one of the best fitting jeans I've found in South Africa. Definitely. So it's definitely a good brand. You guys should definitely check it out. And they make oversized, oversized tees, like Jesse said. So all the gym goers, we want to have the quarantine body as well. You know, oversized tees is the new style too. So, my this one's actually supposed to be oversized, but it's actually not. Jesse fits in perfectly. I, th- I thought I thought I was smaller than what I was. So I was actually so I was I was happy because I I got a large, and I thought a large is going to be oversized, but they, it actually they gave wasn't. Me a large as well, and I'm like, you, I need to tuck things in. I think it's maybe just because I'm taller. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not tucked. It's just it's just obviously I need to be a bit shrunken down for it to be oversized. But I think. I don't know, I'm sure they've definitely got extra larges. So shout out to Gasoline, make it extra large for a guy named Jesse. Yeah. So if you guys are about my size, maybe 90 kilograms, grab yourself an extra large, and it's going to be an oversized tee. 22 inch arms. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> so today, right, the reason we're on, and the reason I wanted to get you on, is because you, just as myself, is obviously we've made businesses off social media, and yeah. we've, you know, obviously marketed ourselves through social media. So. Bro, you don't want to work in an office. Bro, last thing I want to do. I, I said to myself, and I guess, if you're young especially, it's, it's difficult because you've got parents, obviously, and they, they don't know anything about social media. They don't know you can make money through social media. So the first thing a parent says to you is, go to school, get a degree, go and work in an office. And you work a nine-to-five job, and if you hate every minute of it, can you imagine how many days of your life you're going to actually hate. And that's when, when, when you and I still met in, in varsity, we were like, but we can't go the, the normal route, it's just not us. Yeah. And that's when we, we, we saw social media and we started experimenting with ways to, to create an audience where people can learn from you but also start buying and purchasing products or programs from you at, at a high service. So um, well, how long have you been... Start, you started first I started I probably started selling programs and those kind of things and making money off social media I think it was 20 it was second year so I think I was it was 2016 I think was the actual time where I started yeah, you know yeah. like every and month and I think I think at that stage in South Africa it was still very foreign to most people to sell anything through social media mind you this is not like paid promotions where you get a you become an influencer it's completely different to that it's where you actually develop a product and a service that people actually want to buy and i think when you jumped into the market you were one of the very few that were testing out social media and making money through social media but i think i got it at the right time because now if Mm. i think about my online training i make a third of the amount of money now than when I started. When started I think it's also because you know my followers haven't been growing super super fast and yeah. very quickly and you know obviously initially when I started selling the plans maybe people were like yo Jesse's selling plans yeah. let yeah. me hop on and let me get it now and then you know now it's kind of like my followers aren't really increasing because exactly. it's Instagram algorithms I, I remember that the algorithm myself and Jesse had a very easy strategy at the beginning we were just like you know what give value and just post every day and do you remember how many followers you just get? 
doing nothing, just right. posting, posting well, regularly. We, we went to Zimbabwe. It was like two years ago. Yeah. And we said, okay, we're just going to post like three times a day. We did that. We got a thousand followers in a in, week. In a week, exactly. And then all of a sudden, the algorithm changed. And then the first people that suffered were the people that were set, taking, you know, the, the typical selfie in the mirror uh, or showing your abs and that's it, but giving no value in terms of content to people. Those are the guys that suffered first because when the algorithm changed, all of a sudden, no one was getting... I was losing followers more than anything else. Yeah. I, you know, you, you could go into the insights and check out how many followers you got a week. And then it would show me like 150 followers. Then I look at the unfollowers, like 220. And I'm like, jeez. Going backwards. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you're posting more. You're thinking more about your content now. So I think the first thing, especially now, growing any type of... You could say, not even fan base, just people that want to see what you're posting. And if you want people to actually buy stuff from you, the first thing you need to start realizing is people are not going to follow you if you're not giving them any value. Yeah. At the beginning, it was super easy to post a shredded photo of you. The, the, the famous one was having like pizza at ads. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just loved that because they, that, I think it was the lifestyle, but also still looking good. And as, as time's gone by, like I, I look at those posts we used to post and now, those are like honestly the one of the worst um, in, posts with engagement because you're giving nothing back. Yeah, no one, no one, everyone's just liking it because your abs, but no one's exactly. actually gaining anything from yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that's the first thing. If if you focus so much on likes for a photo and not so much on the engagement, if you want to sell something through social media, you will never be able to do that. I always look at like the goals, and I mean. Okay, I guess there's guys as well, but it's easier to use a girl as a reference. You know, they post a booty picture and they get like a thousand, two thousand likes for a photo because it's their bum. But then you look at the credibility of a person, nowhere, and no one has to buy the plan. Or Bro, what do you think about all these girls now? You know, because it's literally uh, a thing. If you want to make it on social media, it's, all you need to do is post a photo of your bum. Of your bum, exactly. And, and I always say like, you got, you got two thousand likes, that's great. Try and sell something afterwards and see how many people are actually going to buy your stuff. Or even lots of girls are like, we should start our only fans page. And I'm just like, you do that now and in five years time, your credibility is nowhere. No one wants to buy anything from you because they take you as a, as a joke, literally yeah. as a joke. So when I think people need to start realizing that it's more than just posting. And another thing, we're, we're now we're on the subject of girls putting their bum out and stuff. From being on social media a bit more active now because you literally have nothing else to do. I see a lot of people posting things about themselves and then you look at someone's profile and you're like is it helping someone else lose weight or gain muscle or is it just a diary of yourself and putting yourself in the best light and I think the most engaging posts I've got is where I speak more truth than anything else and I don't just take the photo of my abs and like oh uh, straight in lockdown or whatever it is but when you show value and you show that you also go through things that others are going through I think those are the posts that do a lot better and get more engagement and that's when people can see the kind of the credibility and validity be, be behind your posts and yeah, well, the people brand want itself. something tangible they want something that's achievable and they yeah. want to follow your process they don't want to just mm. see the end product exactly they don't exactly. want to just see your sword go super lean you know you, yeah. they want to see the struggles that you went through and the daily struggles and the choices of I really feel like a pizza today but I actually yeah. can't have one if I want to see these goals they want to see out this you know this outcome I have to be disciplined and mm. sharing I think sharing those along the way will get more value exactly however definitely. I still feel like no matter how much I do that now my social media is still not growing it's still not growing see I, I, I remember obviously when you were prepping for your last show I think 
you said you, you got a few clients during that time. I think it was because you were showing your process. Now, how you went from yeah. bulking to get to a specific size and then cutting down to keep as much muscle as you could. But I think people started following you because of the process. And that's when they kind of can relate in a way with how their life is going with yours. And I think that's how you develop a personal connection. And from there, I think the easiest way to sell something to someone is when they can relate to you on their level. And you can kind of, you know, share similar interests. Yeah. Um, so I think even even with me, from, from posting just photos of myself, I've literally had to take a step back and try and think of a new way and a new strategy to try and grow a bit more and then and, and stand out more than anything else. Because I don't know if you've seen, but since lockdown, how many new fitness trainers are there in the world now? Yeah. And everyone's doing a live workout and everyone's got a group together. Everyone's sharing, sharing their yeah. workouts. Everyone's sharing this or, or engagement groups. So now all of a sudden you get like 50,000 people commenting on a photo, whatever yeah. it is. And I mean, that's great. You, you're, you're trying to beat the algorithm through Instagram or through any social media platform. But the thing is, you can have 50 guys that follow you that know nothing about you, that don't care about you. And then when you try and sell a program, you, I, I experienced it myself. I, I grew a following and I thought, cool, I've got a following, I'm gonna sell so much things. And I looked again, I was like, 1% of the people that followed me actually bought yeah, my stuff. I think it's also because of, you know, the people that relate to you are maybe younger. Yeah. So maybe, let's say, 14 to 22. And those people maybe can't afford the luxury of buying a trading plan and everything. Yeah, and exactly. that is the difficulty of, you know, marketing yourself to a younger audience mm. is, you know, the the difficulty of knowing that they're not going to be able to actually afford it themselves. Their parents are giving them, you know, tuck money or whatever, and they buying drinks on the weekend. Exactly, exactly. So that that's another thing I think for anyone that's trying to start now is before you even start, it's trying to decide who your target market is and knowing what they use in terms of social media, what platforms they're on, and what content is going to engage that specific audience. Because like I said, you can post a picture of apps with pizza, and you could be getting more attention from the, the age group of 13 to 17. But none of those guys are purchasing your plans because they don't have the cash to do that or their parents don't believe in online training at all. And so then you just, you're creating awareness for posts for the wrong audience. And then in, in the long term, it's doing absolutely nothing for the brand. So the one thing I've done or I've had to do is take a step back and see what it is that a specific group of audience that I'm trying to attract is looking for. And then from there, decide on what content I'm going to start producing according to what isn't out there for people to see. Instead of the typical, oh, I woke up straight today, let me take a photo and show my app, you know. So it's more than just a personal thing now. You've got to try and think of ways to attract more people by giving them value, more what, than anything what else. Have, what have you done to try, you know, bring more value? I've had to, like I said, not do the whole selfie anymore. Um, I see a big thing now, especially on Instagram, is the whole carousel thing where you can do swipes and there is benefits of having people on your page for longer and giving them more value. So I've started doing more like, it's, it's like literally the basic things. If you tell someone, yeah, I eat six meals a day, what do you eat? And someone asks you what, what your diet is or whatever. You literally just take six meals a day, put it into a little PDF or Canva post with swipe series so people can see kind of what you're eating and give value back that way. So in a way, you're giving them value, but I think people are so hesitant because it's not showing them in the best light. Yeah. They're so used to posting the selfie of themselves instead of trying to look at ways to give back to people and, and kind of help them before. And I think that's what's going to develop 
that relationship at the beginning and show people that you are educated in a specific topic. And once they see authority before anything else, they'll start buying things. I think that's also what people's mindsets need to change is when I often, I've done it myself, is I look at someone and I say, how do they have so many followers? How are they you know, doing well on social media? They look yeah. awful. It's not because they look good that they're doing well. It's because they are real and they are themselves. Exactly. exactly. And, a, and a great example is that, uh, that James Smith PT guy. Yeah. He he's just real. He talks about things that he's like he doesn't have a good body, but no, he's exactly, honest and exactly. he's knowledgeable. Exactly. When, when when they can, especially on social media, anyone can just copy and paste something and put it into a profile. You start doing things differently. So I see with him, he does a lot of video. If you can start doing a lot more video content, people can develop that personal relationship first of all. But then they they really get to see the type of person you are, and it's not just okay. I'm behind a computer. I'm just copying and pasting something onto the thing, and then creating a post when you actually speak through video and people see what's going on I think you develop a better relationship with the audience even if they don't know you they can watch one of your videos and know exactly what type of person you are and I see from from like him himself he does a lot more engaging content where he speaks about a topic and he doesn't do the whole you know the these are the five exercises to get the best apps he's he's, he's funny exactly he's got a he's got a personality as well which is what I think people should show. Yeah, yeah. That's how you're going to stand out. You're not going to, you, you can't be like the other 5,000 people in America that are all influencers that are selling programs in Africa because the market just isn't there. Yeah. So you need to be yourself and try and relate that to the type of market you're trying to attract. And in South Africa, it's completely different to overseas. Yeah. And speaking of types of markets, you obviously, let's say you and I both have different markets. Yeah. What, how did you, you know, go about establishing your own little niche market? That was, that was a big thing. For, for me, I guess, when I, when I did transform um, kind of my lifestyle into the old vegan route, I saw that there was a lot of people that were very unsure of, the, of that lifestyle. And I thought, okay, well, I'm doing this. If I become a bit more educated, I can start helping people at least in that. That kind of got me to separate myself from a lot more people. Um, and then from there, I saw what worked and what didn't work, and then started developing my own little niche. Um, but I, I generally think in the fitness industry in South Africa, the way people see things, they think you've got to be better than someone else. You can't work together and both grow your client base at the same time. And there's so many people that are out of shape that need to lose weight, that want to lose weight. And if you come together and kind of help one another out to all get clients, I generally think there's more than enough clients for everyone. Well, I mean, bro, if I, let's say I have you on my podcast now. You have now, let's say, I, I know I've got a few people that follow me that are vegan. Yeah. If they hear what you have to say, they're going to go to you. They might have per- previously purchased a plan for me. They didn't enjoy what I did, yeah, but there yeah. are other people that do enjoy what I do. But now someone goes to you exactly, and they enjoy exactly. what you do and the way you do it. Or, or vice versa, someone yeah. prep for a new show and he wants to do um, men's muscular physique, even classic physique, and he's seen what you've achieved. And all of a sudden, it's not even like you're stealing clients because you, you, you're not helping that specific client. Yeah. I can get three that come work with you, you can get five from your side that want to work with me. And I generally think that it's just about sharing knowledge with each other, and that's how you can attract and get a lot more people um, kind of interested in what you're doing yeah. and, and growing your brand that way. Well, definitely, if you even obviously the YouTubers, you know, overseas, they do the, all these collaborations, exactly, everything. Exactly. They all 
they, all of them each have their own merch that they sell all of yeah. them each have their own whatever that they sell their clothing lines and they still interact with each exactly. other and they're not scared or hesitant to you know do a video with each other I, I see and a big example is like even with just the Jake Pauls and like Logan Paul they got a group of people living in a house they all shoot their own little pieces of content for their own personal brands but together as a whole they're doing a lot more instead of if they were single single guys doing their own thing one man you know together they've, they've achieved a lot more and in a shorter space of time which is the biggest thing if anything you're trying to get on top of things and, and develop a platform for yourself as quickly as possible before because you've seen and now we've spoken over time how the market has just become so saturated even with Instagram how posts are not doing as well as they yeah. used to but because everyone is doing the same thing now so you got to find a way to either develop and influence as quickly as possible or stand out completely so that you're always winning in terms of content and, and knowledge yeah well i mean you've obviously also you made the change to tiktok well not the change but you also yeah, the addition to tiktok yeah. to your social media yeah. arsenal and that algorithm is a lot easier to grow it's generally the easiest way to grow you you can literally just post yourself eating breakfast every day but the potential of growth and, and people that can see your posts anyone can see it no one has how to many how many followers are you on tiktok now about it's like 14,000. Okay, and that's, is that, how much on Instagram? 15, 15. 15. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, TikTok, you know, about, you know, like half three months. Half, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Kind of taken over. So, I, and I see if, I think another thing is, and Gary V speaks about it often is, don't just focus on one thing. Like you say, Instagram was doing so well, and two years later, you're losing followers more than anything else. So you need to find other things that are also, in the spotlight now so that you have more than one influence on different platforms yeah. so like YouTube for me is by far one of the easiest ways if, if people want to put in the time and the effort it's very similar to that algorithm of TikTok where if you put a video out anyone can see that it's just I guess people don't want to put in the effort and the time of editing and posting content that's professional content but it's, it's generally the same Yeah. longer forms of video where you can show your personality and show why you stand out and I don't think a lot of people in South Africa, especially, are using the whole YouTube route. But I, I don't know. I, I'm generally not sure why. I think, I think South Africa generally, it, maybe people are lazier. And yeah. it is a, it's a lot of effort. And I don't, there's obviously, there's car YouTube channels in South Africa. There's boxing, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But there's not really fitness orientated, that, just fitness. If I'm, like, yeah. If, if I, I couldn't even think of five fitness because we know, we know the top five you know Instagram people in South exactly, Africa exactly. in fitness, but we don't know the YouTubers the because YouTubers not so much. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe South Africa will eventually get to that American level where you get a group of guys that want to go stay in hours together to create content purely for creating content, and all of a sudden there's a market in the YouTube game for South Africa. Hopefully, one day. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I think it it could benefit those people that want to do it. Exactly. Because there's, there's a gap. Else, exactly. Exactly. And I think. The more people start using YouTube, the better the competition will get. And that's when there'll be more focus and emphasis on YouTube. And I mean, data costs are going down in South Africa, so it is getting easier. Exactly. I see even with the gaming, streaming uh, systems, it's getting a lot better. You South see, Africa. in South Africa, there's a lot of people that are streaming because, yeah. you know, there's people that are watching it. So in the fitness industry, there's a gap in there as well. Exactly. It just needs to be professional grade. And I mean, you've seen the market overseas. 
America, UK, Australia. It's literally everywhere except in South Africa. No, they're massive. The majority, I think if you take the average YouTuber with over, you know, 500,000 subscribers, they probably, it probably would be a fitness person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, once people start wrapping their head around how much opportunity there actually is to start a business from scratch, at least online in the fitness industry, because if you don't have a big following on YouTube, I mean on Instagram, start a YouTube channel. Start putting out good content that people want to watch. That's it. Literally costs you nothing to do that. Besides, yeah. besides obviously the equipment. But I mean, you've seen people shoot stuff from their phone. Yeah, your phone is good enough. So exactly. I mean, if you've got an iPhone, you can shoot in 4K as well. Yeah. So there shouldn't be an excuse, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, that camera on you right now isn't even 4K, and I mean that's that's, that's more expensive than iPhone. Quality camera. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. I think people are just, they, they, they're not open to change. And I think that's the biggest thing. They, they don't want to tell them, that they want to kind of sugarcoat it and say, okay, yeah. I'm working hard enough. It's yeah. fine. Instead of saying, okay, what am I doing differently? What more can I do yeah. to stand out in the fitness industry? And you've, I guess that's what you did very well. At the beginning, especially you, I mean, for those of you that don't know, Jesse was studying and making money. Like, not many people can do that. And, and you were 20 basically yeah 20 years old making money and still studying and you would that's the, like a lot of people at that stage were going out drinking having a good time not to say that you weren't living your life but yeah. you knew when to prioritize and when not to and when to work hard and when not to and i think if you can learn that from a younger age you'll you'll develop a better kind of influence a lot earlier on which is only going to help your business in the long run um once you develop the foundation i, I feel like you can then start doing a lot more things, but the hardest part is getting a foundation where people actually listen yeah. to what you have to say more than anything else. You can put out the, the greatest content. If no one is seeing it, at the end of the day, it's not going to help. I actually was, I saw literally before you came a Gary Vee post where he was like, it doesn't matter about the quality. Yeah. It, obviously, it needs to be good and needs to have meaning, but I think what he means is like this audio. Maybe there's a little bit of a bird in the background. Maybe there's that air freshener that literally just, <laughs> that literally just went off. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, there's too much reverb on these mics. I don't know. I don't even know what reverb means. I'm going to be honest. I just, <laughs> that's just the word from the, the, the editing software that's over here. But I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, there's, so many things that can stop people from doing something and be like no that's not going to be good enough no yeah. that's not going to be I've had many people that have complained about you know maybe a little bit of the audio quality on you but I actually don't care I'm not going to let that hold me back from exactly. producing content the biggest thing is that people just don't start because they, they feel like there's going to be this perfect moment where they wake up everything's going to be on point and they're going to come up with this million dollar idea that's just going to work immediately and they just don't understand that it's it's generally just about starting to start developing some type of audience because without that you're going to get nothing yeah how would you if you had to start out now how would you go obviously this you you kind of can gauge who relates to you yeah but if you're starting out let's say you got like a thousand followers how would you go about you know finding your niche market to go for i would generally just think about what it is that i know what it is that I'm good at and double down on that immediately. Start posting content, more video content now from learning about the algorithms now and seeing what actually works versus what doesn't work so that you can bring out your personality, show people why you are more different to someone else. But just post and not feel like 
this I don't look good in this photo, I'm not gonna post it or like the audio was a bit messed up there, I'm not gonna post this. It's if they don't start then there's never gonna be that perfect moment. Yeah. People generally believe that there's gonna be a perfect moment in life where they can post this and even with YouTube, post this amazing video that's edited by a professional videographer with the greatest scenes and greatest music in the background, all of all of these things that they're using as excuses just to not start. And I, I really feel like if anyone wants to start developing some type of influence, even if it means that, for example, you, you believe in holistic ways only of doing things, just because 90% of the people don't speak about that doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah, that's, there's, that's there's always there's always someone that's going to relate to you. There's always a, I mean, there's how many eight billion people on this planet? There's yeah. going to be a ton of people that are going to relate to you and what exactly. you are selling. Exactly, and you've seen it as well. You sell something. Some people might not like what you're selling. Doesn't mean you got to stop. Yeah, you will eventually. That's what. That's why you say you keep posting till you you eventually see who your market actually is, and then you double down on whoever is engaging with your post and enjoys your post. Yeah, then you kind of know what market you've got. But without that, I really feel like. There, there's no perfect moment, there's no perfect content, there's no perfect piece of information. You just need to start and slowly build up, but be consistent. That's that's generally the biggest yeah. thing. I was, I was listening to a podcast with actually Jordan Balfour, the guy from Wolf of Wall yeah. Street, the actual guy who's the movie and stuff is based off on. There, he was doing a podcast with these two young... Um, one of the guys, the guy's name was Josh Richards. He's a very big TikTok person and also now they're in the YouTube space. And he said, you know, how did you start out? How did you know how much to post? He said, I saw everyone was like, okay, I'm going to post one post a day so that I get good interaction. He said, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather post three, get slightly less interaction per post. But by the, at the end of the day, you know, I've got far more. Let's say exactly. of one post, I get a thousand. If I post three, I get 500 each. That's still 500 more at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. And especially at the beginning. Without a, without a big platform, you can't reach the people you want to reach. And you've got to realize that. But at the same time, if you've got 300 followers, but all 300 of those followers are engaging, followers that like your content, comment on your content, actually want to purchase things from you. If that's still better than having my my fifteen odd thousand followers, but only ten percent of them bought it. I think know? that's also a big thing about in South Africa, which we've both seen. I think a lot of people also see is there's so many people with let's say a million followers, but then they get like a thousand likes, two thousand exactly. likes, and then you wonder, exactly. you know, how much value is this person actually creating if so few people engage with them? Oh, engaging exactly, and then then it's just posting content, like I said, to put yourself in this best light, and. I mean, there's a difference between if you just want a personal Instagram where you put yourself in the best light and you post diary type content about what you did today. But if you're trying to generally sell something, it's not always about you, it's about the consumer. So you need to think of ways and, and, and information that people are looking for, for you to know what to post. Because the, the whole putting myself in the perfect light is, is not gonna sell yeah. a, a high-end product at least. Maybe the, the, the $20 bum program that the girl's following because the bum looks amazing, but what, what else is there after that? There's, yeah. no way, there's nowhere else to go. So, I mean, you also saw another big thing was it's not always just about your posts on your actual timeline, but using stories to show people what you've achieved with your clients. And I think if you don't show people your work, and you're not, ch- especially in the fitness industry, if you're not chasing a transformation or a testimonial, you're gonna have nothing to 
prove to people why they should work with yeah. you. Yeah, and testimonials generally in anything, in business, in, you know, exactly. in some of the social media accounts that I handle, let's say I'll give you an example like Chaz Everett. People tell the agents or whatever how nice it was to deal with them. Yeah. And I, I did a post for Chaz Everett where I said it was like a testimonial for one of the purchases or someone that actually sold their house and they said you know thank you so much to this agent for helping me out yeah. it was I, I could see I wasn't just another you know house to sell I was actually that person cared about me and yeah, had value yeah. to them and everything and I mean I get like let's say that got like a thousand five hundred people that interacted with it whereas another post of just a house sold with that same agent on gets like 200 exactly so when, exactly. when it's true emotion people obviously relate to it far better 100% people act on emotion that's yeah. basically what it is so even just I generally think that people can also learn how to use words properly you can sell something a lot better if you even if it's just searching the psychological triggers within within a specific niche that you're trying to focus on if you can create emotion in anything I think you'll develop a lot better relationships a lot quicker with all your clients yeah well that's what being yourself is it's showing your vulnerability exactly it's showing the struggles and everything that you go through and it's just being real and getting people to interact with that which they will exactly and if it doesn't work you learn from that and you change your strategy you don't just stop that's what's nice about social media is you can literally change anything at the flip of a coin you know exactly and eventually if, if you can develop a good following with an engaging audience, you can imagine the dream is being anywhere and making money. And that's the dream that you need to sell yourself then. If you're getting nothing now, just think of what it is that you want and just take it day by day. Yeah. I, I know personally that things didn't just happen immediately. I didn't just post one photo and say I'm selling programs now and people started buying. You needed to slowly be patient and like you say, the only way that you try and find your own voices by trying things and seeing what works for you and that takes some time it's a process it doesn't happen overnight either people need to realize that it takes time it takes effort and to be honest in itself it's a it's a job in itself running social media accounts and creating content is a job in itself yeah well i mean if you look at even like your let's say your live workouts which you've scheduled it's not yeah. just you know i post a photo you it went viral it's i've got a structure and you schedule everything and exactly. you plan it accordingly exactly so you need to think about what it is that you want to achieve and you need to look at what resources you've got because there's a lot of resources that are actually out there for you if you think about it um, even just like with my perusal things like Canva's free. Yeah. I don't need to pay to use Canva to make And you can do a lot of this. Exactly. It's professional editing tools for photos that you can use that's free. But people don't want to sit down and, you know, just put put aside some time so that they can educate themselves so they know what they're doing. Watch a YouTube video about how to use it. Yeah, it's easy. And, and structure whatever it is that you want for your niche accordingly. Yeah. But I think people people are very, not negative, but like you said, lazy in the fact that they don't want to do anything extra. They generally feel like they can't, they don't need to do anything I think it's, it's laziness and it's also being too scared to fail. Biggest thing, I think, especially on social media. Yeah. I think people feel like they're always judged and so they never want to try anything new because they're just scared of failure or they're scared of what their friends or others are going to think. Yeah. And I generally think if you live your life like that, 
your business will never be successful. Well, actually, in that in that podcast where you had that that guy from the, that TikTok star, he was saying, or the kid was saying that I say kid, he was seventeen, but that's a kid to us now. Yeah. So he was saying that you know, is because um, he used to be like a sports star, and then people started judging him when he started like posting selfies and posting mm-hmm. these TikTok videos because I was musically before TikTok, yeah, before TikTok, and he was you know big on musically, and then obviously when it changed to TikTok, he. He said people used to tune in, people used to mock him, and he says now the same people that used to mock him are trying to be his friend, trying, trying to be his best friend. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very funny how the world works, but I think if you can figure out what it is that you want and not stop until you get what you want, people that go out of your life will stay out of your life, and the people that are supposed to stay in your life will, will be there. Yeah. They won't judge you for doing what you want to do because it's going to make you happy at the end of the day. That's when you were speaking about those jobs. I can't imagine working in an office nine to five every day yeah I'd, ha- I'd hate my life I'd hate my job and I guess if you hate your job you're going to do the bare minimum yeah as well yeah. so it's, it's but also I, I do understand like there can be times where it's super tough and you can't just leave whatever you're doing to, to do something but then you then you have a side hustle then you wake it's, up earlier before you wake work. up earlier you put in the work you might not be able to go out for the next few years on a Saturday because Sunday is the only day that you can put in extra effort but then in three, four years time you can leave your job, work on turn the side hustle into your main thing and have all the free time in the world, you're not gonna complain anymore. But yeah. so many people are so fixated with it with that instant gratification now. Same way with dieting, same way with getting successful. They wanna post once and get thirty clients and all of a sudden they're happy. Instead of putting in the, the, the time and the effort and knowing that it's a long process. Any anything in life that is worthwhile? and is going to obviously bring you value is a long process and it is time exactly exactly so i mean like the question for you then would be you were very successful in that 20 you said 2016 to 20 yeah i think it was 2016 2016 what did you do differently in those days I think I actually did less then. Less. I th- I think I was just very fortunate to be able to, because obviously I'd done those shows, I'd went to worlds yeah, and everything, yeah. and I looked I looked pretty. But there, but there was surely something you were doing right yeah, compared I, to other people. I think what what I did is, it wasn't what I did on social media. So obviously I posted and I tried to let's say I did a workout, I tried to share what the workout was. So I yeah. basically, if I could actually break it down, I gave out free content basically. So actually I was posting a workout, an entire workout that someone after the, watched the exact same workout afterwards was like, yo, can I buy that plan? Exactly. And I was like, oh, of exactly. course you can, sure. <laughs> so I mean, I was getting money from someone who actually was literally beforehand could have got it for free. Exactly. So I think I'll create, uh, that's just what Gary Vee preaches is give out more than you're asking in return yeah. and you'll actually get so much more. 100%. I think when you stop focusing on making money and you change the perspective and say, okay, I'm not making money, I'm doing this to give value. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're giving value and the benefits is money's coming in. Yeah. Your brand is growing. You're growing on social media, whatever it is. But because you're purely focusing on giving value back to people. Yeah. And when I think you focus on that, even just the way you structure your content just becomes a lot easier because now you're not just thinking about yourself. You're thinking about what, what would someone take from this? Yeah. And you, you kind of critically analyzing things and not just, okay, I feel very shredded today. I'm going to take a photo of my abs and I'm going to post it. You know, which means nothing actually. Exactly. I think this is the best way to do it is you let's say you're into sports cars you've got a sports car review page you must go and watch the be- the person that's biggest on YouTube biggest on Instagram yeah. and not copy them but, but look at what, what they're, they're doing, doing. exactly yeah. exactly. I, I sometimes would go on and look at some of the guys overseas that are, that are growing and doing very well and 
Um, and I look at them and I'm like, they, they, they've got amazing physiques. And I'm checking out of the seven posts they posted in the last week, there's like one that shows their abs and the rest is like giving back. Either, uh, like you said, that guy that doesn't maybe look so good, but that's knowledgeable in how to lose weight, how to gain weight. And what he's doing is he's taking his knowledge, turning it into like a Twitter post or whatever it is to give back value. And then he's, he's putting that onto social yeah. media. And then, and that's content that he created on Twitter that he's now been able to put on Instagram as well. So it's double the so amount of content. Cross platform. Yeah. Another big thing is even even YouTube. That's why I think YouTube is so great because you make a video, and that twelve minute YouTube video can be edited and cut to be posted on TikTok for fifteen seconds, Instagram for either a minute or, or longer than that is an IGTV video. And there's so many options that you can even yeah. take, you can even use the video and take a screenshot and post the photo. Yeah. You know. So there's so many different ways of doing things but as long as you are giving content and value back i think that's exactly why i got into podcasting because i got audio yeah got visual visual as i've well. got you know you can take obviously in youtube on youtube you can put the full half an hour you, app you, anyone that's following jesse you see how you'll snip some of these clips and put it on instagram yeah. as well so you kind of get a bit of what because there's going to be people that will find value over a two minutes exactly. thing on Instagram because they might not want to go and watch the YouTube watch the video but that's YouTube fine video. there's people that will do that yeah. there's people that will watch it on Facebook and you just got to kind of diversify everything I mean that's that you can't put all your eggs in one, in one basket, basket. Yeah. exactly exactly diversification for content is the biggest thing and I mean like and, and I think you've done that very well and you've seen been trying my, bro <laughs> it's still very slow it, it and, and you you can speak from experience and say it's a job it's yeah. seriously a lot of work and a lot of effort and you have to obviously still pay the bills and this podcast is not paying the bills so exactly. that's why i wake up you know earlier or i wake um i work later in the evening but i think any any person that is successful you know put in the extra work you put in the work and then you'll see like you say this is not necessarily bringing value now but you're developing relationships with people you are putting out content and eventually when this does do well you're going to look back at this moment and say i'm so glad i stopped yeah but also if you think about it uh maybe i'm not getting you know sure gasoline send me some clothes and that's them sponsoring i'm not getting any money from it but how am i supposed to know that me posting a short little you know snippet of us talking about diets on instagram doesn't get me a new client so this may not be bringing me actual money but it could be bringing me you know down the line down the line business or something the same way with like YouTube you hear a lot of guys saying oh this guy makes so much money he got 4 million views of this video and then you actually watch some of the videos and the main thing they speak about is they don't really get paid that much on YouTube but because of the reach they get from a YouTube video it's them it's them getting more clients for their coaching business or someone bought the the shirt that they were wearing in, in, in one of the videos they wore um, and so he's got an extra client that's purchased something because he's and he's part of the he, he, they used his code or whatever it was. So it's not necessarily making money now, but how that content can eventually impact you in the long run yeah. and in so many other ways. It's almost like if you think about coronavirus, if I cough on you, then you go and cough on someone else, and it spreads like it spreads that. Like you exactly. watch a YouTube video, then you buy a T-shirt, then a friend of yours sees you with that T-shirt, asks yeah. you what it's about, then they come to my YouTube channel, see my channel, then they watch my podcast, then they learn about something else. So exactly. So I, I generally think another big thing for social media and what I almost like what I've tried to do now is you create shareable content where people can share it to other people. Yeah. That's how you get out there the quickest way. It's either that or you collaborate with other people and you, like how you and I are here, we can attract each other's yeah. audiences. It's that or creating content that can be shared 
on different platforms to other people and that's how you're going to get out there yeah no one's going to share your that's why Logan Paul and them do so well because their Facebook is a Facebook video they put on Facebook is so funny people share it they tag their friends and everything no one's you know some people might tag a friend in your app photo but it's maybe for motivation we'll be like check this guy out so that's why like TikTok is so big yeah because people just share all that content to other people and all of a sudden you got 15,000 followers in a day yeah because how many people have seen your post now well I mean I obviously I was tried to be quite active on TikTok in the beginning of yeah, lockdown yeah. and I posted a, vo- a video of me proposing to Sasha How many, how many uh, so that one I don't know about likes but that one's got I think almost 300,000 but then there's another one where she was eating a pizza and I went to go grab a pizza and then she like I filmed her face and she was angry and that's got over half a million views exactly and I mean I've got 6,000 followers so it's crazy to see how the reach you can get with so few followers with so few followers exactly but it's because it's it shows how important content is. Content is king. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many followers you have. If you're creating good content that people are gonna share to others, honestly you'll you'll grow quicker than you actually think. Well I'm sure you've seen on TikTok sometimes people have like two viral videos and they don't have any other posts, but then they've got like eighty thousand followers. Exactly. If someone gets a million million views on, on one post and that's what got them to yeah. be TikTok famous or yeah. whatever it is but there's, that's also if you look at any of those YouTubers who's maybe started on Vine they had one or two videos that blew up and exactly. then they continued to ride exactly. the wave same thing with YouTube people get some videos that have like 20,000 followers and you get others in the fitness industry that have got over millions and millions yeah. of followers might not necessarily be what you want to do but it's not necessarily a bad thing to maybe do one or two of those videos to get more people to see your stuff like the e- an easier one for us that we could do immediately is a 10,000 calorie challenge yeah. on YouTube because like, you know that's going to get views I do not want to actually ever do one of those again bro I feel awful after. I literally I, I think I'm still recovering from the last one three years ago two three days later it almost feels like I used to drink when we were younger and now if you drink you have like five days yeah. no exactly and I, I literally had to work that off for about yeah. ten days afterwards of hectic dieting and training but it's because you tried to put yourself in this light and you were so obsessed with getting out there yeah. putting out the content that you yeah, we, we just you know try to clickbait people with exactly, like, oh, they're doing exactly. a 10,000 calorie food challenge yeah. let me try that whereas if maybe you get less views by saying you know correct methods of fasting but you can create more value through more that value. exactly exactly so I think if anyone watches this and they the main just that they're trying to get to start on, on, on social media is you need to be creating content that can be shared that can give value that can put yourself in a knowledgeable kind of position, not just in a position where you're getting likes because your ass is out or your abs are showing, but it's, it's, it's more behind how you got the abs. If you think about it that way, it's a lot easier. How, instead of showing off your body, show what you ate to get the body that you did in a six month or, or in a day or whatever it is, and, and kind of give your methods behind things. And if people, there, there will be some people that enjoy what you do, and that's the people that you try and sell things to. I generally think. Yeah. Bro, thank you so much for coming on. I definitely think there's a lot of value that people could have gotten from this. So I really appreciate you coming through. Thank you so much for having me. Don't forget. Of course, bro, guys. Thank you. Subscribe. That was not even English, bro. I didn't even (laughs) speak English right there. Subscribe, like. I, all, all, all 80 of you that are watching this, I really appreciate it. Yeah, guys, generally, I, I generally think there's not many people in the South African industry, especially giving value like Jesse now. Um, I think you should use Thank the content that he's giving you. <laughs> use the content that he's giving you and, and religiously listen 
and make notes because this is I genuinely think the content you get from him is not content you should be putting out for free eventually he's going to be charging thank you guys so you soon soon, soon I'm going to be getting paid for these podcasts yeah Trilla's going to buy Jesse or someone like that soon so soon I'm going to be with Joe Rogan on his podcast yeah exactly sweet guys thank you so much I really appreciate it